Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome to HornetCast. This is everything. The buzz about cyber security. Hanging out with Hornet Security. These guys, we have way too much fun talking about really important stuff. I'm so excited to have this second episode spinning up. Our last episode, we kind of level set a little bit about like why Hornet came to Pittsburgh. Really cool German company choosing Pittsburgh to grow its U.S. presence. And I got three of the coolest dudes hanging out with me tonight to talk about the changing nature of IT. And, man, it all comes down to having security at the end of the day. So, anyhow, without any further ado, Oliver, you lead the merry band here at, at, at Hornet Security. First off, give our listeners just a quick reset. What's Hornet Security all about these days? Um, we are the leading German provider for cloud security services to businesses. Uh, our main products uh, are around email security. Um, as I said, we're leading the market in Germany. We're pretty big in some other European countries. We've recently acquired our uh, Spanish competitor, Spamina. So we're now big in Spain. Spamina. Spamina. I yeah, like the that's, name that's of that. That's their name. Um, we're now big in Spain and South America. And we recently came to Pittsburgh yes. to roll up the American market. Very cool, man. Very cool. So glad you guys are in Pittsburgh. And you brought two of your key people with you. we got Craig here. Craig. Hi, it's uh, Craig Beardsemple. I'm uh, on the marketing team uh, here with Hornet Security. And I came on board to really help build that awareness over the last year and get people to you know get to know what that, what that green hornet's all about that they exactly. keep seeing. Uh, maybe you'd seen some of our ads in the bottom of the Post-Gazette. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm here to, to help this uh, office grow, uh, add more partners, and get the word out about Hornet Security and our cloud products. And you've been, and without having to say creating more buzz, you have definitely created some sweet buzzer. Your ads, you, you really intertwine <laughs> the best of what's Pittsburgh and the best of what's Hornet Security all in one thing. Definitely, so. I'm definitely a Pittsburgher, a Yinzer at heart, uh, so I, I, I'm proud of my Yinzer background. And Me I too, definitely man. want to flaunt Me it. Me too. And I think most Pittsburghers are as well. Jeff, yeah. you're a Yinzer too. I'm a Yinzer. I was born in Southside. Southside. Yeah, I got Southside uh, roots, you got man. Southside? Absolutely. I'm Sterling from Street. Street. Sterling Street. Right, and, uh, yeah. and Barry as well. Barry. My mom actually had relatives that lived in Barry. So I grew up in Southside Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm a newest Hornet member. Uh, I was hired about four months ago. So this is all new to me, but I've honestly gained a lot of traction. I work tandem with Craig. Um, so cool. my job right now is building up the brand and letting Pittsburgh know and the rest of the U.S. who Hornet Security is and what we do. Very cool. So the topic today, Oliver, this is your this is your bread and butter right here. Yeah. Very this exciting stuff because, I mean, we could probably spend 13 hours on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we've got to be succinct somewhat. <laughs> but, yeah, the whole idea, I mean, the changing nature of IT, as we all know, it is literally changing by the second, but security has to keep up with that. Yeah, the, um, the story is... Our company is a little more than 10 years old, and we have always done cloud-based security, even if we didn't use the term cloud 10 years ago. We didn't know the word. Um, and I've 
I've been talking to lots of people who were skeptical about cloud computing and using the cloud for anything. Uh, they thought it's insecure and whatever. And uh, we were able to show that using cloud computing and cloud services to protect businesses and their IT is the better way to do it. Okay. But now we are at a point where cloud computing is becoming the dominant model of IT delivery. So how to deliver IT services. And that means that, that a lot of the things that people feared are kind of becoming real. Um, so now, just because there is cloud computing, and the other thing is there right. is mobile computing, we're now seeing um, new kind of threat uh, coming up and other things coming up. Um, so the old way of doing IT security is no longer it's not happening viable. Anymore. Yeah. Um, in the old days, all you did essentially is you put up a fence around your IT systems. It's safe. Uh, you, you define anything inside, that's your local area network and your computer inside, and uh, by definition, everything inside was regarded as secure and friendly, and anything outside was potentially dangerous. So okay. you put a guard up at the fence, so anything that was trying to come in, you defended that, and um, that is called a firewall or a gateway I was say the good in old IT terms. Days we talked about the old, oh, the firewall is up, we're totally fine, nothing yeah. to worry about and, here. Uh, the problem now is with, with cloud computing and mobile computing, that no longer works. And the reason is pretty simple. Just think about a, a mobile system, your smartphone. Your smartphone is connected to the mobile network, to the internet, through the mobile network. At the same time, your smartphone might have a Wi-Fi connection. So essentially what you're doing is you're, you're putting a hole in the fence. Exactly right. right? Yeah. There's data coming to your smartphone through the, through the mobile network and then maybe leaving through the Wi-Fi and it never passes the firewall. It never passes any gateway, nothing. It's just a direct way into your internal network. Super vulnerabilities happening right then yeah. and there. And another example is using cloud services. Um, if you go to cloud service, let's say Google, right? You search something in Google. Or you use Google email and you upload a file, you you directly um, bypass the firewall in any any gateway because the connection to that cloud service is usually encrypted. Nobody can look into that. But there's no firewall. There's there is nothing. no firewall in that connection. In that connection right? There right. are ways to do that, but they're very different from what gotcha. you do, what you did in the past. And and uh, just think about the old way. You set up an appliance as a gateway, as a firewall, for example, to protect your your systems from from vulnerabil uh, vulnerabilities in web servers. So there are web servers that have malware. So if you go to the web server, you download the malware without noticing, and then it encrypts your computer, ransomware. Um, if you want to protect yourself against that, you use a web filter. That web filter in the past was in your gateway. So you went through that gateway. It's called a web proxy, and then that web proxy did the It's already getting and, to the point of complication where I'm like, wait a second, no way myself going to be able to set any of this up. I, I'm going to need a service. I'm going to need help of some kind. Yeah, well, in the in the past, you, you used to have a local IT service company who put that appliance. Put that stuff in, in place to yeah, make sure in that... Place yeah. and, and set it up and everything, and it was just working fine, usually. You're hoping. Well, now, yeah, but now you might use a mobile system, and you're maybe at home or work wherever you are with that mobile system and you're surfing to the same website and going through that proxy that's sitting in your office somewhere just doesn't make any sense, right? So it's only natural that the protective measure 
is up in the cloud. The fence right? is yeah. up in the cloud too, right? So that means you will still have a fence around your IT systems, only that your IT systems are in the cloud, so there's no clear perimeter. It's a virtual perimeter in the, in the future. Interesting stuff. So how does Hornet play into this with your solutions? Well, as I said, we have always been a cloud company. Okay. Um, so our systems are in the cloud as the cloud services and as the attackers, they're also in the cloud. So we see a lot of traffic and uh, we also have, we, I think right now we have 10 data centers around the world, um, North America, Europe, uh, wow. and Australia. That's impressive. I didn't realize that many. That's a... That's a, yeah, that's we a don't right. own these data centers, right. actually. Yeah, but, but you're, we you're run data systems and across, across, different exactly. data centers. Absolutely. Um, and so wherever you are, there's a system next to you, in a way. So we are local. And that means um, your, your appliance that you used to have that was back in your home, it's now everywhere. The other advantage is also when you have one appliance and all the traffic through, is running through that one appliance, what if that appliance goes out of operation for whatever reason? It just crashes or whatever. Then and it's not backed up. Your connection up, right? is locked, right? So you need a second appliance. If you have a second appliance, it means the cost doubles. Because essentially, <laughs> you need, one appliance needs to be big enough to handle all the traffic. So exactly. And if, you, if you have it redundantly, you need two. It doubles the cost. With cloud computing, it's because it pools all uh, the requirements of all the users... You don't need two times the cost. It's just, let's say we have a 1,000 users, so we need a 1,000 appliances, and then plus one just in case just in something case. crashes. Exactly, right? Right, right, right. So the cost is much lower. We are local. We are everywhere. There are lots of advantages um, in using cloud computing. Interesting. I mean, talk about well-engineered, right? cool stuff. And this change has uh, occurred over how many, I mean, over yeah. the last five to ten years, would you say? Close. I think the term cloud computing came up 2008 or so. I think, yeah, probably about ten years ago when we started hearing yeah. the uh, the buzz of the ethers of the cloud and what that meant. And yeah, by, the, by the way, do you know why it was called cloud computing? Good question. I don't know. <laughs> Give us, I've, fill I've us in, Oliver. We would like to know. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it was invented in Seattle. Okay. Had it been invented in the valley, it was would have been called sky computing. <laughs> okay, there we go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. So, we definitely want to bring some humor to the podcast. Yeah, I love it, man. I thought there was a legit thing going on there. Like maybe there was this thing. I don't know. Maybe it was like Doctor Cumulus, like actually, like kind of had the, the first concept for it or something like that. <laughs> you told me a while ago that. Let's that... get serious about this. <laughs> You told me a while ago that there are many different uh, definitions of cloud and people don't really know what the yeah, cloud is, right? It, it's tr- I, I feel like there is because I think some people, I mean, like, literally back in the early days, people were like, what, there's computers in the, the, the clouds? Like, no, 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 no. But the idea that there, that, that you can have things actually like, like a remote cloud that's far away, but also when it's a, a cloud that's a local cloud that's like actually housed in your own facilities based on what your needs are. So I feel like there's different levels and, and so forth. Fell us in on, on kind of what's the standards these days. Actually, um, when, when I was young, I probably, that must have been ages ago, um, I was working at the university and I did a thesis and um, I was used to working with, with mini computers at that time. The first PCs were up. I did, my, I did my studies in the 80s, so that was the IBM PC and PC compatible computers. But at the university, we had a VAX computer, 
right? So VAX computer is a typical multi-user system. So I got a terminal instead of my own computer. I only work through a terminal. Yeah, and a essentially, that's not right? very different from using cloud computing. What you have is you have the terminal, and you work on that terminal, and the terminal for you is your computer, right? It seems like you're using the computer alone. There's nobody else. It's just you, and the terminal is just you. But it's not. So you, the terminal is a window into that computer with many of many users in there. And then with VAX computers, you typically had clusters of computers. So you went to some computer. There might be 10 or 20 or whatever right. computers in that cluster, and you used one of them, but you didn't actually care about which one. It was one that had access to all the resources and everything. Mm. It was clustered, right? And the cloud is essentially the same thing. It's just not five or 10 or 20 computers. It might be thousands or mm. tens of thousands. And you don't really care where the data is or where it's being uh, processed. It's somewhere, right? And right. the good thing is, since it's highly redundant, if something goes wrong, there's always another there's system. There's something to back it up and, yeah. and keep it running. I know in the early days, like, Back in, like, say, like the early 2000s, like the Pittsburgh Technology Council, we actually had a server, like, on site. We had a server room to keep our data. And um, we really had, like, buckets to catch the drip water from mm -hmm. the air conditioning to keep the room cold. Two feet you know? away from it. Exactly. And so we're like, at some point you realize, like, companies like the PTC don't need to be managing their own servers. And so when the opportunity came to where we can put that server remotely away onto a cloud somewhere, then we would all kind of hack in, not hack in, we'd all tap into that server through our access and not have to go into the server room and, you know, look at that. So for us, it became yeah, it became pointless for companies to have to worry about that type of yeah management. Another good thing about cloud computing too is it it allows companies, businesses of any size, anywhere access to enterprise cloud right. security. Well, it's, it's like a great leveler at that point. Oh, without right? question, exactly because the big enterprise level security, the, the highest level of security is now available to anybody, which is just it's, what we need, right? It's amazing how even with appliance and how things were done ten years plus ago. Uh, the amount of maintenance and administrative cost and time. We had, an entire, we had an entire IT team. I'm sure you had like somebody that just maintained people. the server. Yeah. Not yeah. to mention the electric bill. And the electric <laughs> bill, exactly. The cooling bill to go with that as well. So, so yeah. the changing face there. And that's, to me, that feels like it's been super accelerated. Um, so the availability, the ease of use, the low maintenance, and all boils down to cost savings, really. And for any SMB, that cost savings could be huge. And now it creates, once again, it creates efficiencies for security, but also creates security problems at the same time. Yes, yes. yes that's exactly, that's a caveat. Uh, I said it's essentially the same. Well, it is not. Um, it's the same in how you use it. But the issue is you're not owning it, you're not running it. So somebody else, it? somebody else does. And as I said, yeah. you don't really care where the data is. Well, that's the issue. It is somewhere and you don't know where, right? So you cannot physically protect the data. And that means that, that the protection needs to get closer to the data. And that, that is, for example, that's one of the reasons why encryption is so important. I mean, if you encrypt the data, you don't care about where it is because it's encrypted. Because you can't read, it can't yeah. be read. Exactly. Yeah. Very interesting. So, so what would be some like top tips? So, you know, you're a small business owner. You know, you're using Google Docs. You're using. You know, you're using Actually, we're like not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> As a European company, using Google, uh, well, you can use Google for search, but not right. Google Mail or okay. Google Docs. It's kind ah. of difficult we're having the gdpr and, right okay and from a european perspective america is regarded as a third country 
meaning Makes sense. It's, it, it's not really uh, regarding privacy. It's not the same level as European um, laws. Yeah, I mean, especially with, with the GDPR, I mean, it rose it to this level that we're just not at. And I think everyone yeah, the, should be the at interesting that level, thing, right? we'll have a podcast around that, but the okay. interesting thing actually is what I expected is that Europe and U.S., they have different views of privacy historically, but my expectation was they will meet on some middle ground. There, there has to be, be some, some There has ground, to be at right? some point, absolutely. But what is happening actually is that the U.S. is moving towards Europe. So Europe now kind of set the standard and the U.S. is moving towards well, I mean, that standard. They set that standard, but absolutely. But we'll, we'll have a separate podcast around that. That's a really interesting topic because it's nothing I expected. Um, but some, some yeah. important tips is, yes, encrypt wherever you can. Encrypt, encrypt, encrypt. Yeah. Wherever, so three times wherever that Wherever you important. can. Yeah, you cannot say that often enough. Encrypt, encrypt, encrypt. Um, then next thing, if you encrypt, care about what, how you do that <laughs> and care about the keys and everything because there's a lot to know and to learn about encryption to do it right. Um, another thing is I said you don't actually know where the data is. Well, you should, right? Absolutely. So, right. so um, if you're putting your data somewhere, well, think about where that is and who that is. So trust is an important thing. Very um, much so. So if you have highly important data, I would say putting it in Google Drive unencrypted is probably not, not the best, best of, idea. Best ways to go. Yeah, absolutely. Right. What about around email as well? I think so many people think that something stored in email is totally safe, and I, I, I don't. Yeah, that's that's. I look at email thing. totally differently now. Are, 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 we answering, are we answering a question you have? No, <laughs> no not at all. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Few people realize that email is open text. Exactly. Yep. So, I mean, like, literally, it doesn't take much for someone to start seeing what you're, yeah. what you're doing. It's you're going typing. through a network that you do not control. Um, it might even go to another country. Right, so it gets routed around a bunch, right? right? It's, it's not a straight line to yeah. the, uh, the decks next to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. open text, so anybody who's sitting on some of these Internet nodes can actually read it. Wow. That's, like, to be careful what you type in your email. So, again, encrypt. There's encrypt, email encryption. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're working at a company, like how, how do you begin these steps to say like I I need to I need to have someone like a hornet come in and, and look at what I'm doing? Because I feel like like security is just paramount. It is square one to anything you do. Without that as your foundation, you're just open for liability. And we got a, a great resource in Hornet. You guys are here in Pittsburgh. Like, can can they call you and say, look, analyze what I'm trying to do. I can talk to you about what my goals are, how I want to grow, what I'm currently doing. You can look at that and see what systems people are running and start making suggestions and implement systems for them to... Uh, well, that there are different yeah. different players in the IT security space. We are a vendor, so we have standard services, and we do certain things like email encryption, protection from spam, protection from viruses that come in through, through email. Um, definitely, if you have no idea what you're doing... In IT security, you should go to some specialists, consultants who know. Uh, but at the end, um, I think every every CEO should have at least a slight idea of what IT is about and IT security uh, is about. Definitely. If if you don't, then there it's will be late. trouble at some it's point. It's too late at yeah. that point. Absolutely. And. Um, one important thing is, and nobody can tell you that, you have to find out for yourself, is what is your important data, right? Actually knowing what your data is and yeah, what's important. Knowing what your what data you know is. has to be encrypted and locked down. Once you know what your important Definitely. data is, find out where it is. 
So, and what is happening with that data? And what is hap- or what would happen if that data get lost? Right. For some data, it's just not important. But See, other, I, I don't if, think if anyone's thinking data, about then, that either. I really don't. I think so many companies. I mean, you're just you're going from from project to project. You know, payroll to payroll, and that doesn't become this priority until usually it's something terrible happens. Yeah, just, exactly. just think. Just think about a bank that's losing the data of the customer. Right. The customer counts. Well, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> right? right. This is why banks <clears throat> do a lot in IT security. Well, the good thing too is you asked what people could do, uh, and I'm guessing you know businesses people. They, uh, Pittsburgh is definitely has a wealth uh, of managed service providers, managed security service providers in this area, and they are the experts. We work with those right. with those companies. They use your technology to, to lock people down and keep them safe. So a small to medium sized business may be working with a, ser- a managed a service provider. Okay, they need to ask them. Why aren't, you, why aren't you selling Hornet? Why, why isn't Hornet security available? Yeah. There is a buzz about this product. There should be something saying, are you using Hornet? <laughs> and they can obviously visit HornetSecurity.com, www.HornetSecurity.com, and really learn about the story. Uh, we go into great detail explaining problems. Well, I was going to say, that's a great – I'm glad you brought that up. I know I think Jeff is also talking about that, the fact that you go to your site. You've got some great content there that just gives you that knowledge. Like if you're a CEO, you think you should know something about this stuff, right, Oliver? Go to sleep. You can kind of, you can kind of learn a little bit and just get some functional knowledge. And, and we're not here to confuse. We want to right. make it plain. We want to make it easy to understand. Uh, we, we definitely there are scary threats out there. You're going to be you're going to be in, you know there's going to be a fear factor. I'm there. terrified every day, Craig. That's all I'm saying. But the good thing is, is there's a lot of great security providers. Right. There's a lot of great managed service companies that'll work and give great advice to small businesses. The best things to go. Not only in terms of security, but email spam, a thousand different directions. Very cool. That's one of the yep. great benefits of being in Pittsburgh. We have this huge tech hub that, that wants to make solutions work and bring value. And I keep saying I'm pumped Hornets in Pittsburgh to know what you're doing because we think it's totally cool. So any, any final thoughts we should be thinking about, Oliver, around all this stuff? Anything we didn't hit that you think our listeners need to know all about? We hit it probably, but... Um, <laughs> encrypt, the, encrypt, encrypt, encrypt. That's encrypt. all I'm going to say. Um, one, one thing... But I, Even Jeff's encrypting right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing that's that's important to think about is is in the past that IT was just a tool that you use. It's like to write a letter or something, right? So if your system didn't work well, there was still a typewriter or you, you could, could you still go write by else. hand yeah, or right. whatever, right? Um, these days, and it's happening more and more, um, IT is in every process. It's 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 the core of many critical of now. any business, yep. not just IT businesses, of any business. So if the IT stops working, the business stops working. Absolutely. And that means it, for some businesses, it can mean you can go bankrupt within a day. Yep. Right? If your IT stops working. See, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm freaked out, man. I, I can't wait till next year. I think exactly. I mentioned that in the last podcast. And I know a lot of companies say that. Um, but hopefully we can push them in urgency. We'll plan for Q3 next year to implement this stuff. Don't worry. Nothing well, we want to also focus on the small, medium business because we want you to realize that you are just as vulnerable as Target but the, or as a, a big Fortune 500 company. But exactly. the problem with that is, is they have the budget to recover. And in most Small cases, companies don't. you yeah. won't have that budget. So it's important to be prepared. Um, and we have all the opportunity for you to get that information. Like Craig said on our website, we have blogs and newsletters. Yep. And that's value. We're, it's not a sale. It's there to give you knowledge so that you can make the correct decision and 
hopefully choose Warren Security as your security provider. Good stuff all the way around. So glad we're having these conversations. I feel like we're arming people with some knowledge. Yes. Doing that with some good Pittsburgh presence here as far as that goes. Oliver, thanks again for hanging out with us. Craig. Thanks, John. Jeff. Thank you. Guys are the best, thanks man. Super, thanks, super man. cool. Appreciate it. Another Hornet cast. It's the all the buzz on cybersecurity. I love it, man. Too, too cool. Too, too cool. We'll be back with you with another, uh, another Hornet cast before you know it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.